310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan on the football field. We don't want to catch average. We do want to win because winning is the epitome of team effort. Every coach who ever put a whistle around their neck strives to be the head coach at The Ohio State University. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Buckeye Bar Guys here on Buckeye Bar Talk. I'm Mike. And I'm John. Uh, we're going to do our uh, our draft episode uh, today. Uh, we're recording this on uh Wednesday, April 28th, uh, here in the evening. It's, uh, getting ready to be a little stormy here in, uh, Northeast Ohio. So, uh, I think we got some, uh, fun weather coming our way. So how are you doing? I'm good. Did you get the yard mode? I did that on Monday. So that's done. I got mine done today. You know what? You got to beat, you got to beat the elements in Ohio. Like I had to beat snow a couple weeks back. I had to beat the thunderstorms this time. Yeah, that was like that was how I did it. Uh, I it was last week. I I did it before the snow hit the day before, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> now this week it's uh getting before the rain, but yeah, now it's done. It'll be good for a few days. Um, all right, so we'll get started. Uh, probably won't be too long of an episode tonight. Um, but uh, just before uh, we get into the kind of the NFL stuff, um. We're going to just a couple of uh, housekeeping things for the Buckeyes. Uh, so first, uh, just on uh, McCullough, um, he's uh, one of our commitments. The freshman was one of our commitments. So he is uh, decommitted and he will go to Indiana. Um, they ended up hiring his father and uh, getting both of his brothers to go there. It was one already there, one transferred in, and now Desan's committed. Is that how it ended up going? I think it's – no, I think he actually has a younger brother that has already committed to there that he's a defensive back and that his older brother went to Miami of Ohio and he's transferring over. And then the dad who is overqualified to be the running backs coach, Indiana, he was running backs coach for the Kansas city chiefs, but I think he, uh, he had coached for Indiana previously. So he's, he went back to Indiana and then his sons are all following him. So, I mean, I guess, you know, you get to play for your dad. I think they gave him the associate head coach title like Larry Johnson has over here. So you get to play with your dad and your brothers. I mean, I can't fault the kid. It just like he was going to be, you know, he was the guy that was like that, that next level bullet type of linebacker, like the Isaiah Simmons. That's who they imagined he was going to be for the Buckeyes. So it hurts a little bit losing him, but we'll be okay in the yeah. long run. I wish the best for him. He'll, he'll have a good career in Indiana. He'll make it to the pros. The kids, you know, he has a bright career, but kind of sucks. Cause I think they could have got, I think he could have got the most out of himself at Ohio state. Yeah. I, I think that was the most I've saw from Ohio state fans. So what I think ticked them off the most out of the whole thing was just that, uh, they kind of thought it was kind of, a. Oh, that they were just uh, the move by Indiana to bring the father over to try to, you know, get the, but you know, all, all's fair in love and war, I guess. Uh, I, I like how Indiana fans again are coming out of the woodwork and talking crap to Buckeye fans over it. I'd be like, <laughs> all right, whatever. I mean, the kid's going to be great. I'm not going to like, I agree with you. He's going to be awesome. But I mean, Ohio state's bringing in just as much good talent. I mean, everybody else on the boards just as good and they will uh, replace him with somebody good. So, I mean, I, I mean, I would love to have him at the, even and probably when he graduates, I'll still would love to have him, but uh, he's going to end up, uh, 
he's an enemy now. I, I'm not going to talk bad about him. I don't do that. I don't believe in that for anybody that does want to do stuff like that. But, uh, you know, yeah, I wish him the best of luck, but I hope the, the Buckeyes kick their kick them. Uh, they owe him a big time buck kicking, uh, all these, uh, smack talking from Indiana fans and stuff. And, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, what's his face is getting Allen's getting a little too uh, cocky over there in Bloomington. He, I think I think Ryan Day needs to bring him down a couple pegs. Uh, that's like that's like the team that they've been letting them hang with them now for the last few years. It seems like and yeah. they gotta maybe they need to make a special buck kicking for them. They've been like, all right, it's like you got our attention now. Uh, we got to go whoop your butt. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, I mean, Tom Allen, I definitely think he does have them on the right track. Obviously, he's getting, you know, better recruits. He's recruiting. I mean, he recruits Florida very well, so he's doing a good job. I just don't think that they're on our level or they're going to be on Ohio State's level anytime soon. So I could be wrong. Tom Allen, he might get Ryan Day here one of these years, but I just where the town is. I saw how Ryan Day has jumped up on him and their meetings that they've had. Of course, you know, Allen kind of claw or Indiana clawed their way back last year, but I don't know. I think I I think Ohio State is going to I think the players, although they always say they don't take stuff like that personally or they don't hear the noise, they're hearing the noise from these Indiana fans that somehow think that because Indiana lost by seven, but they played one more game that Indiana actually somehow beat Ohio state. So I think Ohio, Ohio state players here and then I, they're going to trash them or thrash them next year. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still, I still uh, be a, I'm still uh, saying that uh, Tom Allen ain't going to be there for more than a few more years. I just think, I mean, I know I just don't see him doing a Pat Fitzgerald and uh, sticking by Indiana for a long time. I, you know, I just uh, I think uh, somebody's going to come in and throw him some money somewhere, and uh, he's going to take a job. Uh, but I mean, maybe he'll prove me wrong. I just don't believe it. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I mean, he very well may, but. I guess it all depends, you know, who's going to come calling for him. Cause I mean, yeah, I think a mid tier sec school is a better job than Indiana. I mean, I don't know if anyone could, you know, if people would argue that with me or not, but I think, you know, if you're looking at maybe like well, Auburn just got a new coach too, though. So it's kind of hard to say, but cause I mean, the tiers in the sec, you know, it goes from a good job to <laughs> complete garbage real quick, real fast in yeah. the SEC. So, I mean, it's a very steep drop-off there. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, it, no one's going to pull up from the Big Ten, though. I mean, where would he... Like, USC, like, a good job like USC, I could see. Miami. But, you know what I'm saying is, like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't leave Indiana to go, like, coach Arizona. Like, what's yeah. the point? Uh, I agree with that. Um, yeah, so I mean, we'll see what happens on that. So uh, yeah, again, wish uh, McCullough the best of luck. Um, the other news that's coming out of Ohio State that uh, uh, just happened a little bit ago, a few hours ago. Uh, so Juice Williams, uh, Jamison Williams has entered the transfer portal. Um, this is uh, you marked this into the column of not really surprising to me. I mean, I'm not, I didn't like uh, I didn't like. Uh, 
drop my jaw when I heard it. Uh, no. I mean, obviously, I don't want to lose a kid, but uh, I just he, he was we kind of talked about this one a few weeks ago when we talked about receivers. It's just that we kind of felt like he was going to get passed up anyway. And then kind of when we saw the spring game, then that kind of just uh, uh, verified that, that, you know, I mean, it seems like you know, Jackson Smith and uh, Emeka were going to be the inside guys. And then uh, which Wilson was moving back to the outside. And then, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, really, I think, proved that he deserves to be in the two deep with the way he played in spring. So, I mean, I, I think overall, those guys are probably all a little bit better than Jamison. It's not to say Jamison's not a bad is a bad player. I mean, I think he's a good player. I think he's going to be a really good starting receiver for somebody. Oh yeah. Um, but he's, uh, you know, I wish him the best of luck. I, I like I said, I wasn't surprised, but you know, you don't want to lose a kid. I mean, he obviously is bought in. He had a big touchdown catch against Clemson, and uh, I mean, he's a good kid. I mean, he hasn't caused any problems down there, so. Uh, he seems like he has a pretty good head on his shoulders and uh, wish him the best. Yeah. And, you know, also going on that, you know, you did even mention Julian Fleming's there in the mix that obviously you would think Ohio State really has him, you know, big time a part of their plans that. So he was started because Garrett Wilson was on the inside, but he already got moved to a bench position, you know, and these other guys that are coming in, I don't know if they're better than him or not, but they have a lot of upside. They can do other things that juice hasn't necessarily proved he can do right now. Um, you're going to yeah. miss his speed. You're going to miss, you know, he, you're definitely going to miss his speed, but I think a lot of the other guys could just do a little bit more. I wouldn't be I surprised if we the- still lose, I, I don't want to put anyone's name out there. Let's just say I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, third one from St. Louis, if we lose another receiver from out there, out that way too. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I could see that. Um, I think uh, what, just thinking about Williams is that uh, I think that uh, he got the, he was the beneficiary, I think of them losing spring last year. And because uh, I think probably some of those freshmen coming in off of last year's team, like Fleming and obviously Jackson Smith and Jujba, I think those guys would have uh, fully passed him up on mm-hmm. the roster if they had a full off season and they didn't. Uh, Ryan Day, I mean, he's kind of alluded to this before. We've talked about this show. He kind of had a kind of he kind of played with the guys he had the year before because those were the cards he was dealt he kind of uh decided to go with the guys that he knew instead yeah. of the guys that he didn't know yet and i think if he got to know the other guys and see their talents and their skill sets that probably those guys would have been in better positions last year it was just you know that year was that year and so and you kind of saw it in the, the writings on the wall after this spring that he was going to be moving down the depth chart. And yeah. I think he probably made the best decision for himself. Uh, if he wants to be playing on an NFL roster someday that, uh, you know, he needs to be on the field. Right. And we've always said that you gotta be, you gotta be on the field to, you know, make the pros. You're not, you're not doing yourself any favors being on the bench to go to the next level. If that's what your dreams are and transfer portal, that's not a definite thing either. You know, he could end up at the end of the day, he could still be a Buckeye. I just, I, I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. Best of luck. Best of luck to him. Yeah, exactly. 
All right, so we're going to get a little bit into just some draft talk. Um, so um, we'll start with uh, Urban, and then we'll kind of move into the Ohio State players. So uh, the reason why I talk about Urban is, you know, Urban's Urban here in Columbus. Uh, you know, he's uh, one of the legendary coaches that have coached here, and he's going to see what he can do at the next level. Um, I still think uh, – you know, I think we both agree that we still think it's Trevor Lawrence, even though there's some smoke that is coming out there that possibly even Justin Fields could be moving up on his radar. And, you know, I've always said if uh, just hypothetically, so if he ends up taking Fields tomorrow night, I've always said that that wouldn't surprise me. I'm not going to be surprised by it, no. but I just think that being a first time NFL head coach, the smarter decision is probably to take Trevor because I think he would get a pat. I think he'll get, he'll, he get, I've always said this and I, and it's nothing taking anything away from Justin. I think Justin's just as a good quarterback as Trevor that I just think that, uh, I think there's, uh, there's enough of a blanket in there or whatever that if, uh, if Trevor's a bust that, uh, there's, there's a buffer that, uh, urban will survive that where if, uh, Justin was a bust, I don't know if, uh, a new head coach survives that one. Well, I think just like the, like you're kind of alluding to just what is, has been surrounding Trevor Lawrence for all these years. I mean, any GM's taking him first this year and anyone's going to get a pass on him being a bust because no one believes he can be a bust. Now, with that being said, though, I mean, are you a little surprised though? We've known. Since 2018, Trevor Lawrence is the first pick of this draft. Are you a little surprised that it is not announced that, you know, they've already been working with him on a contract or that it, it has not been announced yeah. that they're picking him tomorrow? Yeah, it's a little strange, but that seems like that that's been more of a it seems like ever since they've changed the, uh, um, the contract situations that, uh, you know, they, uh, that the, they're all kind of slotted. So you kind of know what the first player is going to be making. It, it seems like there's been less that they've, uh, over the last several years that they've been a definite that, uh, that's the guy that they're going to take. Because I think when you, in the old days, when in the Peyton Manning eras and the Tim Couch eras, those type of stuff, you kind of had to start negotiating already because, I mean, those guys could command huge contracts. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're starting to really get feelers out there. So I'm not really I, I think he's still the pick. I mean, kind of when you like when the Browns took Baker, I mean, there was definitely a lot of smoke uh, leading the couple days leading into the draft that it was going to be Baker. But uh, the Browns never officially commented right. on it. They didn't begin contract negotiations. Um, I, it seems like that's who all along. I mean, the Browns, it, it didn't seem like that was a last minute decision by the Browns. When you listen to how the Browns talked, I mean, they could have began negotiating with Baker, you know, a month prior to that. And, you know, yeah. it just doesn't seem like that ha- that happens anymore. I just, but you're not hearing the same stuff like, it sounds like Urban's, you know, you're not here like the 100% stuff. But I mean, like you and I have both, we both agree that we are almost I don't, 90% sure that it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Nin- and I 95. think that's, 
I, I think it's probably 90-10, and I, it's probably why we haven't heard anything, because there is probably that 10%. And I will tell anybody now, I will, if if somebody said that, you know, his one option is Trevor Lawrence, and then there's a second option, I would put all my money that that second option is Justin Fields yeah. over any of the other quarterbacks, just because I think he knows him the best. I mean, he's, you know, yeah, he never coached him, but Urban's been around Columbus. He knows Columbus. His son-in-law is, you know, was Justin's quarterback coach last year. I mean, him and Ryan Day have a great relationship. I'm sure Urban came to how we know for a fact that Urban was in a lot of closed door practices last year when a lot of media during COVID sessions couldn't be in there that Urban Meyer was there. And uh, so like, you know that he follows the team very closely. I mean, you know, he lives in Columbus. So, I mean, he's was there on a lot of off days over the last two years or days that, you know, practice days over the last two years. So, I mean, he can call Ryan day up at any day time and day. And uh, let's chat about Justin Fields. And, and also the fact that just Justin Fields is, the second best quarterback in this draft and yeah. the, the most athletic quarterback in this draft, <laughs> you know, besides, when the, you look at, besides the fact that he's actually just the better player out of most of these guys, urban knows. And when you, and when you look at uh, all the, like the, the measurables and stuff like that, I mean, how he, I mean, he's the most accurate uh, in the last, like since what, 2017 besides Joe Burrow going 20, 20 yards down the field or more. I mean, he's uh he scored the highest on that one test that, uh, you know, out of all these guys, I mean, the guy's smart. He's unbelievable athleticism. He's got a great arm, uh, you know, everything that supposedly he, and we'll talk about Justin here in a second, everything that supposedly now that he's not like, I'm starting to wonder, like, you know, you've been joking around that is a Bill Belichick throwing all these things out there. And I'm now I'm starting to wonder, like, is it Bill Belichick? Because like, I don't Guillermo know where half Belichick's this stuff is coming trying from. to get him to tank. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what's happening. Uh, Belichick, I don't know. It's just it, none of it makes sense to me. I just don't. I don't understand where any of it's coming from. Now it's like they were talking about what I heard this week is they were talking about his maturity for how he left Georgia. It's like, he's an 18 yeah. year old kid. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, just to finish up on urban. So, I mean, I think we'll definitely be Trevor. Um, mm. It'll be interesting to see how urban does this weekend. Uh, I really, I think, I've always said I think Urban Meyer could win the Super Bowl. I think he will have ample opportunities to win the Super Bowl in uh, Jacksonville. Their owner is not a guy that seems like he makes rash decisions. Um, he seems like he has a pretty that sh I think it's what Shot Con or whatever is the owner's name. He yeah. seems like he has a pretty good uh, head on his shoulders. Um, he's not a he's not a Dan Snyder type by any stretch of the imagination, and uh, I think. You know, and they've been really dying to get some fans down there. And, you know, a guy like Urban and a winner could really help them because, you know, you know, they've always been in that talks. Are they the team that's going to end up moving to London or not? Um, because they pl they've played how many games over there? Um, I think it sucks because he's in the AFC. And obviously, every time the Browns play him, I'm going to want the Browns to kick their butt. And but, you know, the AFC South is a really weird thing. You got, uh, you know, the Titans have kind of been like the class act over the last couple of years, but yeah. are, you know, that that's a different team is, are they really as good as everybody thinks they are? They just, 
you know, the AFC South is just kind of, to me, has been a weird uh, conference. I think the teams, all four of the teams are always been really capable over the last several years of being able to win. But it just seems like that none of them, they're all kind of uh, those blah teams. Like yeah. none of them are like, you know, and so I think there's an opportunity there where he could really challenge and be a, a very flashy, very good team. But I mean, we'll see. I, I, I mean, I'm rooting for him outside of when uh, he's playing the Browns. But, you know, if the Browns don't end up making a Super Bowl and Jacksonville does make the Super Bowl, I'm going to root for Jacksonville. I want Urban to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Urban will do well. I think Urban's a winner. We we all know that. So I think he's going to be fine. And, you know, Jacksonville, and I know they pretty much, they have <laughs> gutted that team a little bit. Um, but... You know, they were only like a half from making a Super Bowl a couple years ago. They're not that far removed from it. But like I said, I know they've gutted that team. So they're not, that's not the same team that was there. But it'll be interesting. He has a lot of young pieces. He has the first pick of the draft. Um, I didn't really do my research. I don't know how many picks he has in this draft or what like his first round's looking like. But, you know, for a new coach, what a, there's not many players out there that are better to start a new your next chapter with than Trevor Lauren. So best of luck yeah. to him. And yeah, I think he'll do very well in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Justin Field. So yeah, I, when I saw the maturity thing this week because of the Georgia thing, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like how, okay. The guy is behind somebody that if he has a better offense, like if Brian day is Georgia's head coach, uh, Justin Fields beats out Fraud. So, so he he's getting punished because he has an unimaginative head coach who is not giving him the time of day, you know, and whether you want to, you know, call him out on the, you know, his reasonings, why he left over, you know, the racist comments, was he looking for an excuse to leave or not leave? Like, I'm not there. I'm not that situation. So I can only take the guy for face value that he said that bothered him, you know, being at the school bothered him. It just seemed like he, it seemed like he felt like that it wasn't taken seriously down there. That's all I can take as serious. That's what Justin mm -hmm. Fields says. I have Justin Fields has never made, he doesn't have a history of lying. He's never, you know, any indication that there's no reason why I shouldn't believe that those are legitimate concerns for him. Yeah. So, you have an unimaginative head coach. Yeah. And maybe if Kirby smart is a better head football coach that knows how to use Justin Fields, uh, you know, talents better. Maybe, yeah. Justin Fields maybe does overlook that other situation. Maybe he doesn't, who knows, but he chose to leave. So I don't see how we can give him a hard time and say that that's un immature of him to leave. But we don't have when older kids, you know, the Nick Bosa's of the world, and I have no problem with Nick Bosa did, and I have no problem with some of these guys that, but nobody calls these guys out for sitting out seasons at the end of their careers or sitting out bowl games or, you know, you know, if they're no longer, you know, like last year, how many, a couple guys throughout the year, several of these teams opted out at different points in the year. Yeah. You know, you know, nobody calls these guys out as being immature. So how, like, I, I guess I, I'm not correlating the difference here. Like, how is it okay that those guys are looking out for the best for their careers, but Justin Fields, who wants to go play in a better situation, that's immature. Like, I you know, know, he, he, 
I don't Go know. Ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I, I, I mean, from what I gather, it's how he like handled himself going about it. It wasn't so much the transfer as the way he went about it, but it's still at that point, like he's an 18, 19 year old kid, but I don't know. We never heard like, I feel like if you, if there was really some, you know, <laughs> something behind it, if there was actually, you know, something there, we would have heard about what happened and how he handled himself incorrectly. And I'm, um, you've said it yourself. I mean, you said it, Kirby Smart. He couldn't get the best out of Justin Fields. And why would you go waste your talent for someone that isn't going to get the best out of you? So, yeah. I mean, what? He would have sat another year behind Jake. Yeah. Brown? He would have sat. would have been the. <laughs> like, <laughs> so then he, what? He's going to waste a year or two playing for Kirby Smart. That's not going to do anything that's going to showcase his offense. It's just about running the ball down people's throats and, uh, you know, hitting play action passes, right. which, yeah, I think that aspect, uh, Justin Fields will be very dangerous in that aspect of the game. That's why I think San Francisco, if he falls a three, I think the 49ers would be stupid to pass on him because, you know, I, I see Justin Fields fitting what Kyle Shanahan wants to do just like perfectly. And, yeah. but like, yeah, I, and I, and I just fall back to this one thing. How can we say, and like I said, I'm not calling anybody out. Like I'm not the same person I was how many years ago where I used to think that that was stupid. These guys that sell out bowl games and stuff like that. I've come to understand over the last 10 years of my life, you know, that, Hey, you know, these guys, yeah, they want to go play in the NFL. They're looking at what's best for their next career. You know, I went to college to get a career. These guys are going to college, get a career too. So why mess up their possible career aspects? So if it's okay for them, to sit out uh, their final game or their final couple games or, you know, there's been talks now for how many years that, you know, we're going to have one of these guys that just sits out uh, his whole last season, which I do think will probably end up happening here that, uh, you know, how is it okay for that to be okay? But it's not okay for Justin Fields to go play somewhere that he knows he's going to have a good offensive mind running the team. Who's going to be, basically his quarterback guru that's going to teach him the rope right at a school that's going to be at the end of the day that's going to give him just as many opportunities to possibly win you know a national title as george is going to give him like well, I, you know yeah. at least ohio state's won a national title in the last 10 years and they've been to another one you know george has been to one but i mean Kirby Smart hasn't done anything that Mark Rick has done. So, like, <laughs> well, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, if you want to talk about Justin Fields, like, if, if honestly, like him not being a first round quarterback or, you know, not developing whatever that that scenario, that situation would have been if Justin Fields stayed at Georgia. Justin Fields would not be a first round quarterback. Had he, oh, stayed he wouldn't. Oh, he wouldn't have. And like, it, yeah. It would have been, yeah, maybe if Al Davis came back to life and decided with the Raiders pick, pick to draft him, just because, you know, that would be an Al Davis thing to do, to take somebody who had no first-round grade to go into the first round. But, yeah, you're exactly right. If Kirby, if he stayed at Georgia, he would not be no first-round quarterback right now because the, he would not have been showcased at all down there. No, they would have, he know. would have been a game manager. They would have called him a game manager or he would have won them the national title this year. I don't know. One of the two, who knows, who knows what he, yeah. Would have done. <laughs> <Yeah>. who knows? <laughs> but, yeah. And now it's a, 
And it's just this whole Justin Fields thing has just been perplexing to me. Like, is it somebody like Belichick that's just throwing out all kinds of crap? It's like, you know, Sims, you know, says he's going 32. Like, I'm sorry if uh, I and I'm going to rest on this one until I see different tomorrow. If it's if Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson and Mac Jones are your top three picks and Justin Fields is the fourth quarterback. He's not going past 10. Somebody's coming up to get him or one of those other teams are taking him because like there's going to be such a there's going to be such a fear, a rush at that point. Like somebody's not going to be like, OK, I'm going to wait back like at 16 and take him or 32 to take him. If if Tampa wants him that bad at 32, they're going to have to come up and get him like. I, and if I, if I see Justin Fields fall to 32, Mike, I'm just. I'll be beside myself. I don't know what the hell I'm going to say. No, he won't fall to 32 because Belichick will have the biggest smile on his face at 15. And, you know, or the Steelers. The Steelers would take him at 24. I mean, that would be just like, you know, like um, or Washington. Washington. I mean, hell, if if he gets into the 20s, like one of those teams like Atlanta or, you know, Somebody that might want a quarterback that decided not to take a quarterback, and the, they'll be looking to trade up at that point. They'll be like, oh. "Hey, I'm this, we're going off to get him." Like we we were kind of crazy letting him slide. Like you know, yeah. I, if somehow like Justin Fields does a Brady Quinn slide here or an Aaron like an Aaron Rodgers slide, and if Aaron Rodgers, if this draft, if he was coming out in these drafts. He would never slide to 24. He no. might have been the fourth quarterback taken, but he would have been a top 10 draft pick because it's just you don't take those risks anymore. I mean, you can't uh, you can't hope to God somebody's going to be there. If you really want somebody and he is your pick, you need to come get it, especially at quarterback, because you can't risk that guy thinking that that guy's going to be there. If Josh Allen is worthy a couple years ago of being a top 10 pick. Justin Fields better be a top 10 pick. I just, yeah. and I don't, I have no issue with Josh Allen, but if you want to talk about like ceilings and what they wore at the draft, like what the product was at the time, talk about the competition they played, like Justin Fields is so fur, much further along and he probably has a higher ceiling than Josh Allen. Yeah. He has a, uh, I mean, Josh Allen could, you know, I mean, he might be able to take down a steel wall with. Oh yeah, throw, okay. He could, yeah, he can throw to like, the wall for sure. But I mean, Justin Fields' arm's pretty strong. I mean, it's not like this is a weak, weak arm. I mean, it's a strong arm quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, he played better competition. He play. He had better completion stats. Much is, better. Uh, much better. Uh, he can. I mean, yeah. There's no downside. So if Josh Allen was this definite high ceiling type of guy. I don't know how you could say Justin Fields is not that guy, but like, yeah, that will, it, it will befuddle me. And I don't think I'm going to see it. I think, I, I think there's some smoke being thrown out there and I don't know where it's coming from. I, I don't think the jets are taking him. The jets are a dumb organization. <laughs> um, I don't want the jets. I don't him want them because to. I don't think they will. I, I think they're too stupid of an organization to do that. Um, I really think the Niners will take him. I think Lynch and Shanahan, if uh if Urban doesn't take him at one, I think he's going three. I really do. I I, 
I think that those guys will take him at that point. Urban could surprise everybody. And like I said, it might not even be that big of a surprise to me, but just because I think, I, I don't think Urban can run his exact offense the way he likes to run it. But I think as you've seen in the NFL, they are running hybrids of those style of offenses. And I think Justin Fields could run that offense for Urban yeah. Meyer. And so like, yeah, so, um, all you right. So I, just I'm going to say it. I'll say he goes two, and I'm going to be really upset that the Jets take him, but I'm going to say two because why not? Uh, I hope that I hope the Jets don't take him. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it could be. Before uh, we go any right. further, is there actual like, is it legitimate that the Bengals are going to take Jamar Chase instead of getting Joe Burrow a line? I don't know. The, <laughs> To the Bengals fans of uh, Buckeye Nation, uh, you know, protect that man. I, I saw the uh, I saw the scar on his knee the other day, and I'm just like the, the, that meme was going around. I'd be like, get that man a line because uh, <laughs> like, and they didn't even. Uh, and I don't know if uh, Billy Price is their ultimate guy or not, but they're not even going to pick up his fifth year option. They're letting him go to free agency after this year. So uh, like, I don't think Billy Price has done very well for the, the Bengals. Yeah, but they're now going to go though. They better be hoping they're better be planning on taking a line then because whether he was been doing well or not, they're letting him go. <laughs> so, I know you, uh, you, you got to protect Burrow. I mean, the guy, he ran like a chicken with his head cut off when he was healthy last year. And it ultimately, you know, he, it got the best of him. You, I mean, it's unfortunate, but you can't take too many of those. You can't, that will be, you can't have your knee chopped and, up a bunch of times. And maybe, you know, maybe we can do uh after the draft, maybe a couple weeks after the draft, maybe after the draft, um, being an AFC North country, maybe we could do an AFC North uh, kind of centric show where we'll just, uh, because I think if the Bengals take a line, put some lime in there, I think we're going to see a very big transition in the AFC North. The Boulder, the Ravens are still going to be there, but I mean, what are the Steelers have lost like three linemen this off season? I mean, two of them yeah. retired and the one guy left. I mean, they are not addressing that age in Pittsburgh at all. And like, Pittsburgh could go like really quickly to the cellar and the division. And, you know, I'm sure some of the Pittsburgh fans don't want to hear that, but I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if I'm pretty confident, the Browns are here to stay for a while. I mean, like that coach is smart. Everything he's building around them is smart. They really addressed the defense this year and the off season. Um, If they have another good draft, I mean, they could really, I mean, they made the playoffs last year. And if, you know, the Ravens are the Ravens. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how good Lamar really is uh, as a, uh, as a complete quarterback. I mean, everybody, nobody's questioning his athleticism. Mm. I mean, the dude's a freak when it comes to that. Um, But, you know, if the, with the receivers, the Bengals have, if they address that offensive line, I mean, they could be, I mean, they, it could be a three team race in the AFC North and the Steelers not be one of those teams. I mean, imagine, talking about that 10 years ago that's craziness you know the Steelers are going to draft like tough Borland or something in the sixth round and he's gonna <laughs> yeah um and t- and tough right. somehow is gonna shut down the Browns running game <laughs> yeah 
his only game that he plays all year and go <laughs> have a great game against Cleveland. Yeah, that would be our luck. Um, oh all right. So kind of transitioning that from tough then into <laughs> this. So, uh, I, I mean, speaking of tough, I don't think either one of us think he's getting drafted. So, no. I mean, we were really planning on talking about tough, but I mean, the kind of ideas where some of these other guys are going to fall. Um, I think a Sean Wade, I mean, a lot of people still feel he's kind of that first, second round type there. He's fallen somewhere in there. Um, I mean, what do, what do you think? Do you think uh, the reputation of Ohio State's cornerbacks is going to entice somebody to definitely grab him in the first round? Or do you think he falls into the second round? I think, oh, I hate this. I think Sean's going to go second round, though. I mean, I think, you know, what he has, what he can offer – I think someone could definitely reach up and grab him, you know, take that chance in the first round. But I think Sean's going to be a second round cornerback. I would say I'm about like 50, 50 on the rounds on there. I mean, but I'm brains telling me second round hearts telling me first round. I actually think he's going to go in the bottom third of the first round. I think somebody after 20 is going to take him. And, um, and the reason why I say that is I think he, I think somebody, I think he's, he's got a name to him. I think he was probably on some people's pre-draft boards last year before, you know, he made a decision to stay. And I think the reputation of Ohio State secondary is probably going to win somebody over that they're going to think he's a first round, he's a first round possibility that he's like an in-betweener between that first and second round, but they're going to go with, I think they will, they will rest on the fact that nine times out of 10, you know, you're going to get a good player in the secondary out of Ohio state. And, you know, maybe he wasn't in the right position and, you know, in that bottom, bottom third of the first round, you can kind of play around with somebody's positioning. Like he doesn't have to be drafted as a shutdown corner at that point. You know, he's not a top 10 draft pick. Um, So somebody could take him in the bottom third and then be like, we're going to kind of have you as a hybrid between a corner and a safety and then kind of see where you fit in best. But, you know, and I've I've always said, I think he's going to end up being a safety at the next level. I I still think that way. Um, And I think, think somebody might take the opportunity to take him and I could see him. I could see Cleveland taking him if they don't get a defensive lineman. They like, I think uh, the Browns are probably leaning defensive lineman um, to go on that, uh, the defensive line, but like, you know, a secondary player doesn't hurt. And it's actually one that you probably could play multiple positions in the secondary if need be. And uh, so like, I'm really wondering right there if the Browns, if they don't have a defensive lineman that they like, would they take Sean Wade? I know they've interviewed him. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I mean, it could definitely happen. I don't I don't know who the Browns are going to take. I mean, I, I like the defensive lineman possibility as well, but I could see Sean going in the end of the first round. I just like I said, brains tell me second, hearts tell me first, but he's one of those definitely one of those couple guys that are kind of right there on that border first and second. Yeah. Now, speaking of the Browns, and I know everybody's going to say this is a reach. It's probably a round early reach, but like 
kind of want him to take Togi with her first pick. Like, uh, I think he could be a stud at defensive tackle in the NFL. And they could use a defensive tackle with Luz and Ogunjobi. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. If Togi is sitting there, I know he's probably, he supposedly has a second, maybe third round grade to, on some people's draft boards, but I'd be like, I don't know. I think he's the real deal. And I think he's going to prove himself in the league. And, why not take a reach at that point? I mean, yeah, I mean, unless I, there's somebody there that you absolutely thinks a stud and he's a stud on your draft board. I say take the best available defensive defensive tackle on the board. And I maybe I'm biased. I've actually seen Tommy play, but I think Tom, like I'm really wondering to know who's outside maybe the best or second best. Who is better than him in this draft at defensive tackle? Yeah, and I don't like. None of us know, you know, Tommy's story of why he went out to the draft. I'm not sure if he really did himself, you know, favors or not. Cause I mean, I've seen people say like he could go fourth round, which I think is crazy. Cause I just, I don't see any way like a defensive tackle that has that speed and that strength. You could like go past the second round. And I know like he's getting third round grades, but I just, I don't know like what you're saying, like first round, like I, I could be tempted to do it. I just don't think like it doesn't seem like anybody really has him that high. Maybe just because he yeah. hasn't played, he didn't play enough. I don't know what it was, but I don't. Yeah. No, I it, mean the Browns do use the analytical approaches, so if he is getting a third round grade, they'll probably hold off on it. But who knows? Maybe in their analytics, they the analytics say take a defensive tackle right there, and, and if he ends up being the best defensive tackle left, uh, who knows? Maybe it's like well. You know, we have a maybe the Browns have him as a second round grade and they don't think he'll last in the second their second round pick. And they'll be like, well, our analytics say draft a defensive tackle here and let's uh, let's take him. I truly believe if Tommy Togi, I gets past the second round, he's the steal of the draft. I, I think I agree with that. I, I think he's uh, he's the real deal. I think uh, he's strong as hell. He's going to be a perfect one uh, at the nose. and. He's just, he's fast. He's strong. Uh, he mixes it up with, he knows how to mix it up with uh, the interior offensive lineman. He's good against the run. He can give you a good pass rush up the middle, yeah. you know? So, yeah, I mean, I've always said, I, I would love to, you know, it's so hard after you get him blown out like that in the national title, but I, I would love to see what, that game looks like if Tommy's there, because I think it just changes so much about the defense that mm-hmm. maybe they take a little bit more chances on defense because they're just not as concerned about, even though Najee's a great player and don't get me wrong, but they might not get or worried as much about Najee because they feel like they can cover him up in the inside better. Yeah. And I, I, I totally agree with that. I think if Tommy and Tyreek Smith too, but if Tommy's playing, that just completely changes, you know, the game plan of that national title game, because I don't think you're focusing so much your linebackers on Najee Harris. And don't get me wrong. Like if you don't focus on him like that, there Najee could have turned that game sideways on Ohio state just, as easily by himself but yeah. i mean that that's a big man in the middle that would have ate a little bit of that huge offensive line also so yeah um all right so um so we've talked about sean talked about tommy so some of the surprises coming out this week is that maybe pete warner is coming up 
you know, up some draft boards a little higher than a lot of people think. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some talks that he could go late first round. I mean, I don't see it, but no. uh, I mean, that would be crazy. I mean, everybody knows how much of a gamer he is. And Pete Warner is always the way I will say about Pete Warner. I think he's one of those smart picks to those teams that are always picking towards the end of those rounds, because those are the teams that uh, the, the, those good teams that are always there. The teams like what you think of the Steelers and stuff like that, even though mm-hmm. the Steelers have a lot more issues this year, but you know, new England in past years and you know, the chiefs, like that just seems like a guy that, you know, fits those situations because they know he's a winner they know he's a gamer. They know he can compete. And, you know, he's just going to fit into their mold and to the, their way of life. And those winning yeah. teams all have cultures and Pete Warner can fit into a winning culture. I mean, we've seen that in Columbus very well. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't see him as a first round pick. I even think like he'll be more so mid to end second round, but who knows, man, people have graded him out, you know, as a bottom third first rounder Pete Warner could be a first rounder and like you said I mean he is he would fit in perfectly in a lot of those cultures I mean hell like you got the Watt brothers and you know uh, Pete Warner now at Pittsburgh I mean it could happen you never know yeah exactly. he can cover people he can stop the run and he can cover and you yeah. know the guy likes to hit I mean remember he made his bones on special teams when he was a freshman he about knocked himself out every single game so <laughs> Pete was a hell of a um, special teams player yeah alright just uh, two more players and then we'll get on out of here um, Jonathan Cooper where do you think Coop's going to end up I, I think uh, is he in second day or is he going to go third day uh, third day well, fifth round I'm saying for Coop um, do you think he will, um, do you think somebody, I know he's been practicing some in linebacker, um, his workouts and stuff. Uh, do you think a three, four team, he's more as likely to go to a three, four team, or do you think a four, three team will take him? I, I think it's probably more than likely the way that it, he, if he felt like he needed to start kind of working out as a linebacker that he's trying to open up his possibilities as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm thinking he's probably a fifth or sixth rounder personally, but I mean, if he's, if he's looking good at linebacker, then he, I think he could be, uh, you know, possibly, uh, you know, one of those, uh, he, he could get taken by a three, four team. I think he could be a good pick somewhere like there. I mean, he's got good explosiveness. Yeah. And, um, I, I definitely think he could be a. Mm-hmm. I, I was just gonna say I definitely think he'll be a three-four linebacker. I do. Okay. Um, and actually, just um, I said just two more guys. I actually two more guys now because I forgot about Josh Myers. Uh, so our interior linemen, uh, Wyatt and uh, Josh. Those were I was thinking why it was going. We were going to finish on Wyatt, but then I remember we had another big time offensive and Josh Myers. So yeah. Um. I think these guys are probably where do you think why it's going to go? Because really up in the air on that one, uh, does somebody take him? Cause I could see white Davis literally going anywhere from tomorrow night, all the way into early tomorrow. Then uh, two nights from Friday night. Um, 
So what do you think on Wyatt? <sighs> Give me the end of the first round. I just, Wyatt Davis is too good. He had some health issues at the end of last year. I think people need to recognize that he is just too good. I mean, you saw that guy as a blocker. He is mean as hell. He pancakes people. Yeah. Give me Wyatt Davis in the first round. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's another one of those guys I really feel like just fits into one of those end of those first round culture teams. Uh, the teams that, you know, always are drafting at the end of the first round because they're always in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think he fits into one of those cultures. And again, he's proven himself. Uh, um, yeah, I agree with you. I think he's going to go later tomorrow night. Um, another guy I know, you know, <laughs> I want the Browns to draft every Buckeye on the board. Another guy that if the Browns didn't, the Browns are set at offensive line. I think the Browns would probably be stupid to take him just because there is a couple other needs in there that the Browns do need. But uh, if somehow if they didn't have another, if they needed another guard, he would. I would have Wyatt Davis circled like five times. Oh like, yeah, uh, yeah. You better draft Wyatt Davis. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, if they if the Browns weren't as said, that would I mean that would definitely be my guy, especially if he's there. You know, you you go with Wyatt. That's and that's why it's, I think another team that's going to be around the same spot that's already going to be you know kind of close probably does. There's someone that needs a guard, and it just makes sense. It's- that could be at 24. That could be a Steelers pack. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, with no. what they've lost on the offense, what they've lost on the offense alignment, that actually might be where he could be penciled in at. Um, I mean, I wouldn't want to see him in Pittsburgh, but <laughs> I want him far that would away be, from Pittsburgh. That would be that would be a that would be a typical Steelers pick, though, and that would be a smart pick. And Absolutely. so, <laughs> especially if you know that. Ben's not going to be around much longer and whether Dwayne is the guy you're going to be moving on to eventually, or eventually you're drafting another quarterback somewhere. I mean, you start building that all again, that offensive line built up uh, ready for whenever, you know, Ben Swan song is in uh, Pittsburgh. Well, you mean if it's Dwayne or Justin Fields, cause that's where Justin Fields is falling to, right? Justin ain't falling to 24 <laughs> and the Steelers, if the Steelers want him bad, they got to come up to top 10 to get him. Um, I think Wyatt's a first rounder, though. I don't know. I mean, I know he's not grading that way now, but someone's going to take him. It's going to make sense to them. Yeah, I and I think probably I think the Buckeyes end up with three first rounders. Because I like I said, I think Sean's going to get in that bottom third. I think Wyatt's going to get in that bottom third, too. Those are two tight guys that. It's not so much uh, the top 10 is kind of just the flashy guys. You want your lockdown corner in there. You want your big time offensive tackle in there. You know, those guys, once you get into the bottom half of the first round, especially into the bottom third, you know, that's when best players start. The best available players start becoming uh, on to get taken off the boards. And those guys, in my opinion, fit those situations that uh, and, you know, when it comes off the team. So that's why I do. I think why it will be taken tomorrow, late first round. Um, where do you think Josh is going to end up and where do you, do you think he's going to end up being a center or do you think he is going to end up being a guard at the next level? I think I would go third round with Josh. That's hard because he's been a center for two years, but I, I think Josh Myers could be a lethal guard. And the NFL, I mean, he's still 
and he got he got so much better this year, and he was still good last year. Don't get me wrong. I mean, really good last year too. But like, he's still you know, pass blocking is still something that he's still learning. He's it's just he never did it in high school, and he's been learning. He's been getting really good at it, but he's still not a complete project or you know a finished product, I should say, when it comes to pass blocking. I think as guard, though, he could be just take out that whole, you know, snapping and thinking part of it and just go destroy. I think he'd be a really, really amazing guard in the NFL. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm thinking. Um, I agree with you. I am kind of like third, fourth round. I could see him going third round, Um, but I think he's going to be he's either going to be the end of Friday ish, uh, second part of Friday or early on Saturday, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. But I agree with you. I think he should probably move to guard. I think that will probably be his best position in the NFL, just because even though he is a proven center, I think he could play center. If you get into an emergency situation, he definitely could be a center. Um, mm-hmm. But he's a nasty boy. And yeah, just, yeah, take that extra thinking out of it and just let him be a nasty player. And, uh, and pass blocking is a little easier in the interior. So because, uh, you're dealing. You're not dealing necessarily with the bull, the the outside speed like you are at tackle. So you're dealing with a bigger guy normally. So I think he can. If he doesn't have to think about the snap, I think the pass blocking he'll be fine in the middle. Yeah. And everybody knows how. I mean, you put him on a a running team. I mean, the man's a monster, and uh, he will put again a lot like Wyatt. He'll he'll put you on your butt, and he's not going to have uh, any problems with that. And no, you know, and he might even land on you when he puts you on his butt, and uh, you know, <laughs> rub your face into the ground a little bit more. So keep him away from Pittsburgh too. Keep yeah. all the keep all the Buckeyes away from the Steelers. I don't. Yeah. They don't need any of them. Any AFC North team actually, just keep them away from those teams. I don't want to see them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we'll get on out of here with that. Uh, it was, well, uh, just real quick. Just okay. one more answer. I don't care. Justin Hilliard, drafted or undrafted? Um, I think undrafted. I think he's, I think his injury is, his injury history is probably going to, he's, we'll probably keep him off draft boards. Um, he'll get a shot. He's going to be called into some camps. Um, so he'll get a shot. He'll be signed as a free agent. But uh, I love Justin Hilliard. I think we saw last year what that kid could have been like if he was healthy. Um, he would have been a three-year player at Ohio State because, I mean, he was a true five-star. And, I mean, I feel awful for him. He Every injury he could have got, he ended up getting. And uh, so, like, uh, the fact that he's still able to play with after some of those injuries that, I mean, I mean, he had both the uh, both an ACL and an Achilles, right? Like, I, Mike, I think. I mean, I thought he, I thought he had a bicep tear. I think he might have had a pec tear. I think he had everything. I don't. I mean, I like could, everything that's I like could such be wrong, luck. but I think he had everything. <laughs> like I know the, I know uh, rehab is a lot better now than it was used to be, but every injury that used to be in a career ender, I seem like he got. So mm-hmm. like I. Yeah, but I mean, he he's got a I mean, he's got a heart and he's still got skills and athleticism. So I think he'll get a chance somewhere. Maybe somebody will take him in the seventh round, but I think he'll be undrafted. Yeah, I I agree with that. I wish the best for him. Hope he makes, you know, practice squad. Hell, I hope he makes the NFL team. That'd be awesome. 
Yeah, exactly. All right, so we'll get on out of there. Uh, just wanted to do a quick uh, pre-draft show. Uh, I'm sure when we do our show this weekend, uh, we'll we'll have an idea at least how the first two days go went. Yep. And uh, we'll we'll talk about more about the draft uh, as we're kind of in this slow Ohio State period. There's it's like slow information seeping out of Columbus. So I mean. We got the juice thing today, but uh, I, I figure we'll get a couple more transfers over the next uh, couple, possibly a couple days. I yeah, I mean, you got to like- you got to do it. I mean, you can't wait forever to go to a new team. So it's going to start happening now. Hopefully not too many, but I think we're going to see a couple more as well. Yeah. All righty. Well, take us on out. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for stopping in today at the Buckeye Bar. Well, off-site, the Skype call from the Buckeye Bar. I'm John. And I'm Mike. O-H. I-O.